0: Talk about what's coming. Um. <laughs> that's good. That's good. A little higher. That's good. I can. I got the handheld, so I can shout it down. Just maybe give me a little, little volume on my on the mic. And I took my headset off. I know. I just. I wasn't feeling it. Something said, take the headset off tonight. I don't know why, but I'll just seriously just be obedient to that. That's weird, I know, but. So I'm just going to declare something to you. And we're going to really just believe in faith tonight and dream together, can we? Yeah. It's a simple verse. Isaiah 1, verse 37. Know the verse? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Why am I starting? I feel like I have a prophetic declaration tonight just to release some things, because I, I feel like there's so much that God's about to allow you to step into. Is that a good thing? It should be. With God, nothing is impossible. Remember those words tonight. Do I need to say them with a little more unction? With God, nothing is impossible for you. Right? He prophesied the same thing through Jeremiah. And Jesus said those words right with God nothing's impossible with men things can be impossible but i want to just get our focus on on a couple things because there was i feel like i'm bombarded with prophetic words half the time that the lord is just releasing things to us and just confirming things and so even last week we prayed into a few things but i am going to end on on the healing anointing that's going to be released you know tonight as we step into 2019, 2020, to prepare us for something great that's... Yes, we're always already seeing healing. I'm going to testify to something that happened as I activated something last, last week. You know? Because that was, that was the word of the Lord last week. The fire of heaven. God activating. God bringing us. Allowing our words to be fire. And, and don't you want that? I want my words, I want the spoken word that I release to be fire. I want it when it comes from heaven... Because how many know there's a lot of voices right now, but you want to listen to the voice of the Lord and you want to listen to tested and true prophets? Right? Because we can hear a lot of things and a lot of people can be parroting a lot of things, but the Lord is really wanting us to hone in on what really the Lord is saying. And some of us aren't paying attention enough to hear what the Lord's really saying so we can't discern what the word of the Lord is. Yeah? Right? God wants us to really be in the place where we're hearing, where we're spending time with Him, where we're, st- where we're under the anointing, where God's tabernacling with us, right? That His presence is abiding with us. And I, I truly believe that God's about to burst forth some things. I believe that New England has its season and it's, right, we've been seeing signs, right? And someone said to me, it's so hard here. And I'm like, where are you? Where are you? Like, on my radar, I don't think New England's hard. Hard. Right? I don't think think that where we live, right, the only reason is because you're not burning inside. And so I'm going to go back to what I was speaking last week. The fire of God needs to be alive in you, and if it's not, you need to check the engine light. Right? Because the engine light should be on if the fire's not going. There should be warnings in your life that show you that the fire of God is not present in your life. Right? Because it burns off every place where we're frigid. Every place where we kind of like just, you know, settle for things. And don't push in and press into the, to the Father. Right? But he really wants to give us this spirit of burning inside of us. This spirit of intercession inside of us. That we're praying. Right? Paul said pray without ceasing. Right? So it's not like we have to go to a prayer meeting to pray without ceasing. We just have to pray. Right? We just have to be in the place of of God and the anointing. And and I'm saying this to you. We need to believe God. Right? Right here. With God, nothing's impossible. And so if we stand in that place, if we sit in that place, if we sit seated with Him, right, because our perspective's higher in heavenly places, and we see what he's doing, we should have taste and vision for it, right? We should say, this is a, we're able to do these things. Because really what I want to talk to you about is crossing over tonight. Because God wants to pull us from one side, I didn't do nothing, to the other side. So it's not a matter of, are you going over? It's like, when? And so God wants to separate us, Right? Remember Joshua, he they went through the camp and he said he declared three days we're going to cross over. And he began to declare this. And, and, and the reality is, right, God, I spoke these words and I'll read them again now, right? Joel 3.16. The Lord will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The earth and heavens will tremble, but the Lord will be a refuge for his people and a stronghold for the people of Israel. There's more. No, there's really it's. There's really more, right? It says this. Let's just follow up. What the word of the Lord is there? And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. And then Jerusalem shall be holy, and no alien shall ever pass through her again. And I will. Those are invaders. Those are people that come to try and steal and and break down the house of God. Try to break down your faith. Try to break the promises. Try to infiltrate so you can't step into the promise. Right? Aliens. And it will come to pass that in that day that the mountain tops shall drip with new wine and the hills shall flow. It's just like what I read out of Amos. You know what? The both of them were prophesying about the same time. And actually in this next chapter, it it starts out, verse 2, it says, The Lord rose from Zion (laughs) and utters his voice from Jerusalem. And the pastures of the shepherds mourn. And the top of Carmel withers. Listen, what are we hearing? Are we hearing things that are, are conflicting? Or are we hearing things that are lining up? What are we hearing? I'm asking you this. I'm not going to give you answers tonight. I'm going to let you think and pray. Because God wants to speak to you about what the word of the Lord is for you tonight. Like, how are you going to step into what he's called you to? never finished this book, this uh, verse here. And the hills will flow with milk. That's a good thing. And the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. Ready? And the fountains shall flow from the house of the Lord. Ezekiel 47. What's Ezekiel 47 all about? It's about a river that flows from the, from the throne, from the, from the door of the temple. It comes out and flows through and begins to release healing not only to one place but to the nations. And so here's what, here's what he's prophesying. They're all prophesying the same thing about a, a release, a river flowing. And I need the river of God. You need the river of God to flow in your life, right? Right? that the word of the lord will come forth and you must believe that he's going to do the things that he said he's going to do because the lord roars when he roars when he speaks something and when he declares something it's not something that he he might do it's something that's about to happen and i'm declaring that to you tonight so that we step into the faith realm to enter in and to cross over because listen i there's so many things that i believe that the lord's about to do in our immediate like area like new england I believe it's going to happen all over the country. But I think that I, if I think correctly and I, I believe the Lord and what he's saying correctly, I believe historically that we are the, the beginning and we're the first for things. So I believe this. We've seen models of, of the first fruits of what God's going to do. Like the John G. Lakes. Like the William Branham's. Like the Catherine Kuhlmans, Like the things that we've, we've seen and known historically. It may not look exactly like that. Right? But God is going to bring something that looks very, very close to that. Right? The power of the anointing. See, it's about tapping in to the place where the fire is moving and there's fire moving and being released and there's water flowing. And it's not about, right? Because we tend to like coast. And let me just say this. It was funny because I got to skate and cross country ski this weekend. Both twice. You know, two things. It was a full weekend. I can't even believe I'm here standing to be honest with you. I feel no pain too. This is awesome. It's telling me I'm only getting younger. Right? So here's the deal. But I noticed this I hadn't been on skates in oh man, I think it was I think it's been like 30 years I haven't been on a pair of skates. That's a sin almost right really it's bad. I had such a good time right but the reality is this I noticed I was a little shaky you know Victoria's like Dad you alright? Yeah I'm all right. It was a little shaky getting on there because of ice conditions. I'll just tell you that it was ice conditions. No it was because right away I started back. Like, like I never, I never came off the skates, really. And I wasn't like a hockey player or anything like that, but I could skate okay. And the same thing with cross-country skiing. I don't think I had done that for 30 years. It was weird. Why? Why? But there's something about the Lord was beginning to speak to me about the ease, right? Because it's, it's motion and balance. And once you become balanced, right, in the way that the Lord's moving, you, moving your life, and you begin to know the flow in which your body moves, right, <laughs> all of a sudden things become easy, right? Because skating, think about skating, you just, you just, it's almost like floating. It's like, you know, there's no effort, and I go real fast, right? I don't have to. I just have to move my hip, hips right and my ankles, you know, and just keep things going, and things begin to move, Right? Here's what the Lord's saying in that, right? He said, I'm about to prepare and pull you back into places where I've called you, right? And there's people in this place that you've moved in things and moved in areas that you haven't, you haven't touched for a long time. And I felt this was for you, Mark, for some reason. There's something about something about past things that the Lord has downloaded with you, things that you may have thought weren't even, weren't even pertinent for now that I feel like he's going to pull you back into, that it's going to make things move with ease. And that's for the whole thing, right? For everything that you're doing. Like this mind, it's not, it's, a, it's kind of a mindset because we forget, right? There's, our, our muscles have memory. Right? Our muscles have memory. And so the things that we do, we have patterns. Listen, guys, renewing our mind patterns. There's good things that we need to do. But here's the other thing. There's, there's, bad things that we need to change and there's good things that we don't use anymore that were always good that God's trying to flow you in in the kingdom and there's, there's a reality that God wants to flow things in a supernatural way on top of what you already naturally can do. And it's powerful because it's a weapon to take out the enemy in all kinds of different ways. And so we need to be sensitive to what God's saying. The Lord roars over Zion. The Lord declares things over us. And we need to hear what He's saying so that we can step into what exactly where He wants us and moves us to and bring us into the fullness of that. Because I just want to... I I didn't know how I was going to do a lot of what I was going to do tonight, but God, He's bringing it together. The roar is to release fear. Because when God speaks over you, perfect love roaring over your life, it casts out all fear and only brings faith to do the things that you were called to do. Right? It breaks us out of the things that have tried to bind us and hold us down. Right? And there's something of this place of of faith and God when he speaks and he roars and declares over us something shakes. Because it says what? That the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. Psalm 29. If I'm right. Psalm 29, and the whole thing is about the voice of the Lord. It breaks the cedar of Lebanon, breaks things that get in the way. It also gives birth to things that have not been born yet. The voice of the Lord, it shakes, it moves. And so we need to realize that when God is speaking and He's declaring things, listen, there is no more delay. That's like it keeps coming back at me over and over and over again. We go to the table. We go to sit at the wedding table. What number would it be, Dan? No, 11. <laughs> 11. You missed it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. If there was 106 tables there, that would be like wow. But good. That's good. Yeah, it was Revelation 10:6. There is no more delay. This should be no more delay for you. You shouldn't be holding back, right? Because we're just going with the flow, right? You're going to begin to move in ways that you've always known how to move. See, here's the, here's the crazy thing. God's trying to get us to move in spiritual ways when you already know how to do it. Why? Because you're a spirit man. Why don't I know? Because your flesh doesn't know. Your spirit man always knows what to do. That's truth. That's truth for you. Really, your spirit man has always known what to do. But it's about trying to get our flesh and our, the rest of us to line up with what God's doing. Right? And so here's what's going to happen. God's going to begin to align us. If you're not aligned, get in line. <laughs> really, we've got to get in line. Align with him, because when he begins to pour these things out, we're going to be ready to do it, right? It's already happening. It's already happening, right? Listen, I was at a wedding, my cousin's wedding, and God bless him. I love him. And if he looks, okay, he won't. He might. Never know. We never know. We never know can't edit live stream. I'm just gonna say it. But no, I just get into situations where I realize, right, you know how the spirit of the age is on people. And they have no answers. They have no answer. They don't even want to say the name of God because of conviction. Right? And so I realize this, that the Holy Spirit is wanting us to be an army that brings in the roar. You've got to bring in the roar that shakes things, right? You have to be the voice. And if people, listen, there's a spiritual climate that God has put you in, right? I talked about this last time. I prayed for atmospheres to begin to change, right? We want the atmosphere to be around us that is filled with God. That there's no fear in us because we know what to do. You are the sons of Issachar. You know the times. You know the seasons. You know what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it. You know, because he's already put that in you. And so we, gotta, we have to absolutely have vision to see the harvest, because it's right in front of us. Remember what Jesus said, right? It's not four months. No. It's now. Right? So the, the reality is God is bringing us into this place where there's a great, mighty harvest of souls, right? And I love this because some of the things, listen, all these things God has been speaking, right? And I listened to a prophetic word by Dutch, well, it was through Lana Vassar. That was it. She's from Australia. But he was reciting this thing, and then ah, the Spirit of God was on him. And you could probably, if you YouTube Dutch sheets, it'll probably be the first one up. And there's a 20-minute prophecy, and I'm sharing some of the things out of there just because I like this, because Psalms 2.4 says this. God sits in heaven and he laughs. laughs. He laughs. We have to really, you have to really. Without faith, it's impossible to please him because he laughs at everything that we think is not going to happen. He laughs at it. It's true. It's true. We think thir- certain things can't come to pass, even with vision for this whole thing that we're doing right now. It looks small, right? But I believe revival is going to birth, right? This is a, a, a well, and there's other wells. <laughs> literally, <laughs> right, that there's going to be a springing forth of presence and freedom being released and the power of heaven being released, right? So we just need to receive that as truth, not as something that might be possible. <laughs> might be possible? No. Everything is possible with God. And so we sit here, but we we get skeptical. Ready? There's no skeptics in 2019. No, I declare it null and void. Any skepticism, any doubt, unbelief, it's all gone in Jesus' name. Right? Any place where your life begins to doubt what God's about to do, what he's about to do over your family, what he's about to do over the body of Christ, anything like that has to go. Unity can happen for not just unity reasons, but because Jesus is on the thing. Right? That the power of heaven is on something. And when God gets on something, things just begin to birth and come forth. And they begin to just bubble. And there's a flow of the fountain of God that he wants the church to live out of. Right? This is what I'm talking about. Go with me to Ezekiel. Because here's the deal. When the water begins to come out, and it's progressive, it begins to come out, what, up to our ankles, up to our knees. And the only thing I don't like about this whole scenario is the prophet says, I can't cross over. I can't get in it. <laughs> because why? Because it will overtake him. And this is where the church needs to get out of. Oh, I'm preaching against the Word of God now, right? No. I believe this. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to be in the river, to be overtaken by the river. And to be in, it's okay, right, if it's hip deep right now. But I'm, I'm going to declare to you tonight that it becomes overwhelmingly overflowing, overflowing your banks, overflowing every place that you go, overflowing the places in your life that you need the water the most, that you need the flow the most, and that nothing stops that. The only thing that's going to stop that is you thinking about it. really, really, the only thing, you got to surround yourself with people of faith. You got to surround yourself with people who believe God is going to do some things in this time and age. Because I do believe, it's funny, a word came up from from Charlie Shamp saying, 2019 is, is the year of, um, of Boston, Boston having a breakthrough. He said, I heard a shot, heard all around the world thinking, man, I preached a message on that 20 years ago that I knew was the Word of the Lord then, and it still is now. That something's going to come out of New England that's a shot that's heard all around the world, that there's a breakthrough and a breaker. There is a breaker anointing on New England. We just, we just, half of us don't operate out of it. And it busts up every enemy. It starts a war that can be finished in one. So I'm just charged up, as you can tell. I feel like the Lord has so much for us, and so much for the region, that we need to just really, right, we have to pray, but we have to just believe. We have to just stand in the place, God, I know the work, because the work is already done. Your identity is sure, it's true. Who God created you to be, it's already done, it's already said and done, and He already wrote His blood over your name, right? So that the life of God will just flow through you. And there's nothing that can stop what He's about to do, except for you and me. Right? So here He goes. He's Joshua, back to Joshua. He's going to cross the river. He's going to cross over. It's not maybe, it's about to happen. And yes, he finds enemies in the land because anything you do for the kingdom, anything you're about to engage with, there'll always be the enemy trying to come in. And I'm not looking for devils around every corner. Here's the other thing I was going to say to you earlier, and I never got to it, was that demon, you know, demon-possessed people are going to start getting... I've said it before. I see it happening in mass, but I see this happening. I see people who are demonized and demon-possessed, and they're, they're going to get free, guys. Listen medication, all this stuff, and I'm not advising against it, I'm telling you now, God has a bigger answer. He's got a greater answer. And some, some of us, someone's got to move in a place of deliverance, right? Because we're going to talk about this flow. It's a flow that comes out of the throne. It comes from heaven. It comes from the Lord. And there's the river of God. And Jesus said what? Out of my belly comes what? Rivers of living water. And do you feel the rivers of living water in you? Because if you don't, you need to check the engine light again. Really, because there's a life of God, there's a life flow of who He is that should be flowing out of you when you're praying for the sick. And here's a good, amazing testimony. Because I'm testifying of this last week, and this woman came in at the end, uh, Donna, who showed up one time, and she may testify in the, if she comes back on Christmas or something. But I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis. She had a, a tumor in her breast, a big tumor in her breast. And then some cancerous thing on her shoulder. And me and a couple of the girls just prayed for her. And it was Jesus. Come on. It was Jesus. But here's the deal. It just, what was so, here's strategic. Here's what's strategic about it. Because I'm not, I am thankful. Don't get me wrong. But it's not about the healing per se. It's about when it happened and when the declaration took place. Right? Because I had just got through talking about our words being fire. And when you speak something, it should happen. Right, We prayed for another guy who had cancer issue. And I'm believing God that he's going to heal him too. But do you understand what I'm saying? It's all the same. It's about authority. It's about your words bring authority. And when you speak to something that is satanic, it goes. So here's the testimony. The, the thing, she went back for another mammogram. And the thing shrunk to half the size. And they said, we don't have to operate on that. And as a matter of fact, we never see this happen. We've never seen this happen. This is, this must be a mistake. And I love that because the other Donna had the same testimony. It's funny because she came in for something, it was diabetes or some blood thing. And they said, oh, there must be a misdiagnosis, the next test. The same thing on her shoulder. Her shoulder, they said it was like she had skin of a 22-year-old. There's no cancer, right? So I just say that to, yay, God, right? God is awesome. But here's the deal. It's a strategic time because I believe that God, right? It's not like we haven't seen people healed of cancers, right? We got Janet Hickey. There's other people that have been healed of, right? And you know why? Listen, it brings up all these questions. Why? Why did I pray for my mother-in-law? Why do we pray for my mother-in-law that breast cancer and that didn't get healed. I don't know. But God knows and He knows better than me. And she's a survivor. And she made it through. And she's tough. <laughs> but God helped her walk through it. The reality is, I don't ask the why. I just ask God, are you going to do it now or, or, or what else is happening here? And so the reality is you just pray for healing. You speak deliverance. You speak healing. You don't speak anything contrary to the Spirit of God. Right? And here's what I'm believing for is that God begins to do unusual, right? Acts 19 miracles, unusual miracles, things that we haven't seen before. And I'm believing that for the coming year, not 2020, 21, 20 years from now. No. New England, now. New England, now. America, now. How about people being raised from the dead? Oh, it's hard because they take the bodies and we can't get at them. No. I'm telling you. We got David Hogan coming, right? He's gonna have hundreds of testimonies of people being raised from the dead next September. Yeah, I know, it's a long way off. But that's all right. It's not that far off, you think of it. Right? But the reality is this we're believing for that for here and now. Yeah. I've been ranting. So here we go. I never even touched 47. Sorry. just went off. But verse 8 talks about, I'm not going to go through every every verse, but verse 8 talks about the water that flows from the eastern region. Huh. Think about it. It goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, the waters are healed, the river of life. It's a, it's a river of healing Right? It's the river of life. And that every, li- th- every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. And there will be a great, ready? Here's the, here's the awesome part. There will be a very great multitude of fish. Because the water goes there. And, be, and they will be healed. Right? It shall be that the fishermen will stand by. Stand by it from en En-gedi to en How's that? And there will be places for, sp- for the spreading of their nets. And the fish will be of the same kind of, as, as the fish of the great sea. Exceedingly many. I'm just going to read you a word. Because I believe there's something about the harvest for this year. Right? Coming up. And I'll try to do Isaiah nine next next week, <laughs> and we'll kind of get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I'm in the Christmas Spirit. It's all Jesus. so I'm just going to share a dream that was sent to me this weekend because I think it's pertinent to what i'm'm I'm, I'm sharing tonight but i won't I won't name names. I'll just name some of the names, okay, but it was a dream of this place, right? So I had a dream last night, and bef- the night before, and I thought it would be good to share it with you, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. I was walking by this Jewish temple, and it was red, and the words on it were gold, and it said, the Feast of Tabernacles. Now let's just stop there for a minute, because the Feast of Tabernacles speaks of one thing. It speaks of many things. It's, it speaks of joy and celebration, but it speaks of the harvest. It's the feast of the ingathering, right? It also speaks of fullness, right? What does fullness look like? Fullness looks like everything I'm talking to you about. People walking in their true identity, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead. Freely we receive, freely we give, right? So then, it's a, then it says, then I kept walking and ended up at Joe's garage. That Joe in the back. C.J., Miles, Joe, Tori, and Brandon, and Callie were there. They started building a structure. And Miles asked, Joe, where are the foundation measurements? What were the foundation measurements? And Joe Joe said, four by four. So everyone started to measure their pieces of wood. And we kept breaking breaking up the big pieces of wood and making the foundation bigger. And then we started building the frame of the building. And Miles said, okay, let's move it outside. And I asked him if he was sure. It would would go under under the door frames. And he asked me, do you trust me? And I said, of course. And we all picked up the structure and moved it outside. It was huge. And I woke up couple things. I'm kind of a dream interpreter. It's not my strongest gift, but I'm getting there. So there's a few things, right? What is God saying? Feast of Tabernacles is in gold, right? The reality is that there's something that God's wanting to do that's being highlighted, right? And it's gold and it's pure. The Feast of Tabernacles. There's a release of the Feast of Tabernacles over us, right? I believe that. That we can rejoice. We can, because that's what it was. It was the in-gathering. It was, the, it was a celebration of the harvest. And also this four by four thing, which I don't know what the four and the four was. I looked, I looked, and I looked. But the reality is this. Whatever it was, it didn't seem big enough. Right? And so we don't want to put any type of, don't belittle anything God's about to do. Don't try and make it smaller. Don't minimize it. That's a good word, right? Don't minimize what God's about to do. And here's the deal. I feel like the Lord is going to release some things. Right? In the time and the season. What's tabernacle about? Fullness. It's about a release of the healing. It's about a release of the gifts of the Spirit. It's about a release of the fullness of every man being mature out of, right, it, Ephesians chapter 4. Every certain every person coming to the stature of Christ. Why? To do the work of the ministry. Because that's why you're here. I'm here to get healed. Yes, partly. But you're also here to do the work of the ministry. Right? You're here to do something. Right? God wants to pull us into a place where we grab hold of vision and and he pulls us right in to the fullness. And he wants to expand what you already have. He he wants it bigger than you think. Didn't I say, it? it confirms what I said a couple weeks back. You know, God knows exactly what you want and he thinks way bigger than you do. Way bigger than you do. We try to narrow things down. And we start trying to put God in a little pen box. Like, here's all my prophetic words, and they're going to come out like this. No, he's not a photocopier. Oh, really? I think we just try and put them in the digit. This is how it's going to look. No, I don't know how it's going to look. But I know it's way bigger than I can think. I know the things over your life are way bigger than you think. And there's nothing, right, nothing, nothing that's impossible with God. There's nothing impossible with him. Because if we begin to put limitations, right, it's about breaking limitations off of all of our thinking. Are you hot? Are you on fire? If you're not, ask the Lord to help you with that. Are you filled with water? Is the water flowing? Is the life flow of God moving through your life? If you're not, ask him why. Don't, listen, don't dwell and don't get all weird. Introverted, like, crazy thoughts. Don't do that. I'm saying it to ask a real question to the Lord. Why? What am I doing that? Right? What do you want me to do? Or just, come on, it just goes back to 12. Romans 12. Just be a living sacrifice. And when you're a living sacrifice, fire comes, water comes, right? I love it. Elijah had the best of both worlds. He saturated the offering with water and then fire came. And we want both. Both. I want the water and I want the fire, but the fire and the water is going to blow through. I'm telling you right now. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and then we'll end, okay? I think I've gone off enough for the moment and I don't want to overdo it. But there's a couple of things that I just, they came out of the Passion Translation and I feel like there's some things that the Lord wants to speak to us in these. And they come out, both come out of Luke. So I'll go with Luke chapter 5. Verse 17, it says, One day many Jewish religious leaders, known as Pharisees, along with many religious scholars, came from every village of Galilee, throughout Judea, and even from Jerusalem, to hear Jesus teach. I'll just finish it. And the power of the Lord God surged through him to instantly heal. I like that description. I don't know if there's some juice on that. The power of the Lord was on him and surged through him to instantly heal. That means the miraculous flow was on Jesus, right? And listen, the Bible says this about Jesus, and he will do the same in these days. I believe this. That you will, and and he did it in the 1940s and the 50s, and he did it. Because why? Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have people from all denominations, scholars even, those who know the Word, have studied the Word, might even have a better understanding than I do of the Greek, Hebrew, and all that stuff. I'm sure they do. But when they come and they see Jesus instantly heal, and the surge of Jesus Christ in the church, in the real church, come on, I know, we're all the church, but the church, the ones that are coming up, the rising ones, the burning ones that are coming up, and burning, and releasing the flame of God, and the healing, and the miracles, and the signs, wonders, and flowing, they're flowing, they're flowing, they're flowing. We'll take the witness. Come on. Because God wants the whole body in this whole thing. And I feel like the Lord said, don't worry. Listen, he's tells me more than once, don't worry about critics. But he said, don't worry, there will be critics. There will be people that come around that are questioning what's about to happen. And they'll be good church people. All right? It's okay. It's okay. Because when Jesus is with you, it's good. All right. The entire crowd, verse uh, 619. The entire crowd eagerly tried to come near to Jesus so they could touch him and be healed. Because a tangible, supernatural power emanated from him, healing all those who came close to him. Listen, there's something about God's presence, right? The one said God surged through him to instantly heal. And the other one said what? Emanated, supernatural power emanating. That's what we want. That's what you want. That's what you desire. That's what you should grab hold of. That's what you should believe for. Without, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And God, ready, back to two, Psalm 2.4. God sits in the heavens and laughs. Because he wants to do these things. And all the things that we try to do to try and work up all kinds of religious stuff to try and do, he laughs at. Not that we don't do good works, right? It says that Jesus went around doing good. Healing all those who are sick. So we do good works, right? We, do, we go feed the, feed the poor and... and And help others. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying this: that God sits up in heaven and He laughs at the futility of man, and He wants to release something on your life tonight, and in your life tonight. You help me. She's spacing out. I believe there's something tangible He wants to give you. Right? Doesn't need to come by me laying hands on anyone, that's for sure. It comes from heaven, right? Last week we blew up the place. God blew up the place, right? It was good. (laughs) But I'm just believing this, right? The Holy Spirit's just gonna begin to do some things. I believe we're gonna see people in America raised from the dead. It's just going to happen. Why are you looking at all the stuff? Because that's what Jesus did. And I believe this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a massive harvest. Yeah, there's going to be all all the other things, right? Like there's people that are just going to reject what's happened. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. The wheat and the tares, right? But I'm believing for the great harvest of God. Like I'm believing for, for the Bob Jones 1 billion, right? We can have a part of that. You can have a part of that. If it's 10, 20, 30, 40, 1,000, 2,000. World harvest, break things, open, right? Right? I'm believing for New England, but I'm believing for the globe too, right? The Lord wants to use you, but here's the deal. Let the Lord roar over your life tonight. Let him roar over your life. Because what is the word of the Lord for you tonight? What is he saying? He should be speaking, and it should resonate what I've spoken. It should. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for every word spoken over this place. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. See, I always go back to the anointing Isaiah 10. Isn't it Isaiah 10? The anointing breaks the yoke. If I don't have oil, I have to ask, Lord, release oil to me right now, right in these moments. I need your oil. If I'm not ablaze and I'm not on fire, God, send the fire of God to my life right now, right in these moments. Send the fire of heaven to my life. Lord, I thank you for a breaker anointing over my life. That when I pray for the sick and cast out devils, something happens. Lord, I pray that I'd rejoice in the fact of what you're about to do over over the next year, over the next days, over the coming months. Father, whatever's about to happen, Lord, we we come to you wholly, fully, wholehearted. We don't move away. We don't move back. We step into it. So I thank you, God, God. Lord, let us rest in who you are. Let us walk in everything that was declared tonight. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you. It's just a token of what you're about to do. So if you do need healing in your body tonight or or something going on, just Please, I want you to come forward. I don't want anyone leaving with a a physical need in their body right now. Right? God, we thank you. Thank you for what you're going to do to us, doing us. Lord, just release your grace. Lord, even that heavy weighty glory, Father, from the middle of the week, Lord, let it rest on this place now. Thank you for the fullness, Lord. We receive the fullness even now in these moments. We rejoice in the harvest that's about to happen. That's already happening. We rejoice in it. We thank you for it. See, here's the thing. You have to thank God for it before it even happens. Because we meditate on things. It's like the Job thing. The very thing you fear <laughs> came upon us, right? You fear nothing. Lord, we ask that you just release that. The goodness of God transforming, changing people's lives around us. We thank you for the glory of God being released. And we thank you tonight. We thank you, God.